Uh, the firing? Well, my uh, wife at the time wasn't happy. <laughs> but... <laughs> And then the devices didn't work well when they first came out. It was a huge mistake. So it started making a living, but it wasn't like this overnight success. I hustled like crazy. It elevated me from a copywriter to a rainmaker, if you will. Entrepreneurs habitually underprice their own offerings. I called my business partner at that time, and I said, now we did it. We are young internet millionaires. <laughs> well, with fantasy is a lot more fun until you start spending money. If you're building a business in the right way, selling it will be hard. Do traders do a lot of bluff? Ah, I mean, I have a lot of friends that aren't traders that do a lot of bluff. No, I'm just basically executing on it. No, that's not how it works. You, you either grow or you shrink. And, and FOI, just look around, it's kind of a big mess. And so start today and give yourself aggressive timelines to exactly what you want to have done. Omaha or in Portland or somewhere. Or that's Fort Collins. Doing, or Fort Collins is doing this that like, well, don't take my idea. But. <laughs> Austin's cheap flight stuff. Huh? Yeah, I know. But. I was working dead-end jobs. I was doing every drug I could find. And all of a sudden, you are a leader for 30-plus people, which is amazing, which is your dream. Your dream is coming true. That's a nice thing, but it's also the issue, right? And I don't believe you can be successful in business today without having an undying passion for what it is you're doing. I did everything from like making sure that toilets got repaired and to business development, like going to sales meetings. I had this thirst of understanding, figuring out what it is in the printing business that's justified its $70 billion industry. We start from the wrong end. We need to assemble the right network of advisors and mentors. You've got to have support. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be creative and use your equity and think outside the box. You know, I just thought it was a credit crunch as well. So I poured all my assets back into the company into a black hole. I'm my mom's second favorite son, so don't worry. Too. <laughs> Yeah, she's got one son. <laughs> the difference between a successful startup and an unsuccessful startup, in many cases, is just somebody's tenacity and grit. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us actually building real businesses. Figure it out. Just make it happen. As Nike would say, just do it. I learned to not care about what others thought of me. It really helped to grow the company from half a million in sales to a million in sales. I said, well, I only got two hours. Would you guys mind coming out to the airport? <laughs> I think we all have to remember that, you know, the only way is, is to move forward. And even by your friends, I always tell entrepreneurs you are who you hang out with. Someone in Y Combinator called me the most stupid, smartest guy I've ever met. I look back then, I'm so glad that no one bought it because, you know, I have a business worth millions of dollars now. We've made a lot of mistakes, but we feel good about the opportunity that's in front of us. Well, you know, then I keep having great ideas. They just are expensive now. And it's so depressing because no one cares or no one listens. So we scaled and capitalized on those success stories and here we are today nearly three and a half years later 50 phone calls a day because 50 is an important number for us to hit our target of 200 a week stuff happens you fix that stuff and then more stuff happens I say that if you're prepared, you have nothing to worry about. So if you're smart, out hustle and out execute. Well, you're undercapitalized because you didn't charge what was really appropriate. I'm gonna wait until this, this, and this, and then I'm gonna launch. Well, I think that's just such a, a valuable lesson to learn. Whatever I do, I'm gonna be happy and enjoy what I do, even if it doesn't make me a, a lot of money. I told my wife, we're not gonna starve, but we're gonna get right up to the line. Austin, can I have a stupid question? You, you gotta edit this stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep that in there now, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, you can, you, can, you can totally do it. You're really working hard to support everyone. It's not just your family and the company. It's two rich guys in a room. Neither of them wanted to talk to each other. One guy was saying, I don't have to sell my equity. And the other guy was saying, hey, Josh, if this guy doesn't want to sell his equity, I'm, you know, I'm not interested in this business. Austin, for you, like no one came and knighted you. Sir Austin, you have run a successful business. Now you should start a podcast. No one did that. You were just like, dude, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this podcast because I think I have some cool stuff to share. Sir Austin, you have run a successful business and now you should start a podcast. Young fools are so scared of you that their britches are full of their hearts. Well, now that I've nodded myself, I think it's time to get this thing started. Hopefully you enjoyed a little preview of our first 50 guests on the show, Millionaire Interviews. If you want to know more about upcoming episodes, including access to our awesome show notes and free giveaways, then go to our website, millionaire-interviews.com. And you can also request to join our private Facebook group to connect with the other people who listen to the podcast. If you want to learn more about your host, that's me, Austin Peak, then you have to wait till episode 69. Yes, I strategically picked this number because it's my favorite number. Well, that's it for now. I hope this podcast provides some entertainment while also helping you grow your business. So go ahead and pick another episode right now, and I'll see you there. 